This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. What's the current state of the gender gap in today's workplaces? One expert says we must put aside the adversarial attitudes and find ways to bridge the gender divide. That's the fear that a lot of us have is that there could be a backlash. You do hear men saying, well, now, you know, I'm afraid to work with women or mentor women or hire women even. We've got to get over that. Then... Why do certain products, movies, songs, and other creations become huge hits, while others are virtually ignored? We live in a culture right now that places an enormous amount of value on new trends, but we've learned over and over that people are most reliably captivated and entranced by that which is sneakily familiar. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. InfoTrack gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. What's the solution to workplace inequality and sexual harassment? One expert says we need to reach across the gender divide, putting aside any adversarial attitudes. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Joanne Lippman. Until recently, she was the chief executive officer and editor-in-chief of USA Today. She's written a book called That's What She Said, What Men Need to Know and Women Need to Tell Them About Working Together. Now, this book was based upon an article you wrote for the Wall Street Journal in 2014. It seems like you were quite a bit ahead of the curve, weren't you? (laughs) More than I knew, that is for sure. The reason that I wrote the article in the first place and then the book, the article went viral and, and the book came out of that, was because there are so many issues that women face at work. And we talk about these with each other constantly. While these conversations are terrific among women, it's really at best half of a conversation that gets to half of a solution. Because without men, we're never going to be able to close the gap. You lay out some very stark evidence of a sustained gender gap in the workplace. Can you give us maybe some examples of that? One of the things that I learned in the research was that women are interrupted three times more frequently than men. And that goes for all women, even the Supreme Court. There was research done. Female Supreme Court justices are interrupted three times more frequently than male Supreme Court justices. What some of the men I met, and one in particular, a very successful television writer told me, when he saw this in the writer's room, he saw women weren't getting their ideas across because they were getting interrupted. He just created a no interruptions rule. Whoever's pitching an idea, they have to speak all the way through, and then people can respond, but not until. Diversity training has been a mandatory fixture in corporate America for years, but you believe it's not been successful, and in fact, it's made things worse. Why? Yeah, a Harvard researcher named Frank Dobbin looked at 30 years of diversity training at more than 700 companies. And what he found was that it actually made things worse for women as well as for blacks, men and women. There were a variety of reasons for that, but the training basically was making white men feel guilty. And I talked to a veteran diversity trainer, and he said to me, look, when we started out doing this 30 years ago, That's what it was. We were like hitting guys over the head with a two by four. That doesn't work. Guilting people into it doesn't work. Now there's a new kind of training that people are trying, which looks at unconscious bias. 
which starts very young and is ingrained. Those are prejudices that we have that we don't even know we have because they're so deeply ingrained. Men as well as women have them. In fact, there's an unconscious bias test you can take online that I took. And even I came out as moderately biased against working women. But once you're aware of those biases, there are steps you can take to counteract them. And so the training now is really much more geared toward how do we interrupt biases and steps we can take. One of your chapters takes a look at what you call invisible women who are largely untapped by employers today. Tell us who those women are. Sure. This is one of the chapters I feel most strongly about because so many women fit into this category. The numbers show us that a lot of women, when they get into the workforce, they start in their usually early 30s to kind of fall off. And either they're leaving the workforce or they're getting sidetracked, they're getting mommy tracked. And for women who do have children, who do choose to have children, not all do, but for women who choose to have children, you very often see a situation where if she can afford to, she leaves the workforce. If she can't afford to, she really just kind of puts her head down and mommy tracks herself, essentially. What happens is a few years later, before you know it, these women have children who are now in high school or going off to college. They want to re-engage. They're incredibly energetic, ambitious, smart women, and they are completely invisible to employers. And I tell the story of several of these women, including my own college roommate who went to Harvard Law School, brilliant lawyer, had a brilliant career, had four children. And ultimately, you know, left law for she pulled all the way back and left altogether. And but then, you know, the last of her kids is going into college and she wants to get back. And, you know, she does everything you're supposed to do. Right. She's refreshing her skills. She's reaching out to everyone she knows. And people don't even return her phone calls. And it's just so debilitating and frustrating. And this is very true across the board. Women of different professions. Our guest on InfoTrack is Joanne Lipman. Until very recently, she was the chief content officer and editor-in-chief of USA Today. Now she's the author of a book called That's What She Said, What Men Need to Know and Women Need to Tell Them About Working Together. Is there some danger in this era of the Me Too movement and exposing and punishing genuine sexual harassers that it's going to create some fear in some men, at least, about working with women? Yes, that's the fear that a lot of us have is that there could be a backlash. You do hear men saying, well, now, you know, I'm afraid to work with women or mentor women or hire women even. We've got to get over that. There's a fear factor that is simply wrong and unnecessary. Women can do our part by reaching out and encouraging conversations. But men need to actually, I think this is a an opportunity to actually reach out to your female colleagues. I think there's never been a better time to reach out to female colleagues because everybody is primed to have this conversation and talk about what these issues are. And so now is actually a better opportunity than it has been before to talk openly about this. The other thing is for men out there, right, if you're fearful, just ask. No woman will be offended. Last week, I actually was at Davos in the World Economic Forum Conference, and I had some interesting conversations with women there who said that men were now asking them, men they knew, before giving them a hug or before telling a dirty joke or, you know, they'd ask permission. And the women who I was speaking to were like, you don't really need to ask me, but I'm glad you did because it shows that you respect me and I'm fine with this, but the next woman that you talk to may not be fine. And so there's nothing wrong with asking. I think we're all primed to have this conversation now. 
Joanne, your career is obviously a great example for ambitious young women to emulate the height of success in a mostly male-dominated profession and at a relatively young age to boot. What advice would you offer to young women who are just launching their careers? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I think that young women today are much more knowledgeable than I was when I started my career. I think it's very important to young women and young men, right, pursue your passion. But I think that arming yourself with information and data is really, really, really important. And there's a lot of it out there now. So, you know, one of the issues that I counsel women of any age is to understand about pay and promotions. There's still a pay gap. Men still ask for raises four times more frequently than women. And when women do ask, they ask for 30% less on average. That's what the research tells us. And we're lucky that we now are in a world where we have things like Glassdoor and Salary.com and a variety of digital sources that collect this data so you can be armed so you have a better sense of what you are worth. And then the other piece of this is this goes for managers and it goes for younger people who are just starting their careers is, you know, raise your hand for a promotion. So one of the things that we found out is that men are far more likely to ask for a promotion than women. And when they are much less qualified, women wait until they're 100% qualified. What would you tell young men that they need to know about gender equality as they're starting their careers? The best thing that I can counsel is awareness. Young men and women, they've grown up in a very equal world. Generally, they're in college in a way that they feel like co-equals. And then you enter the work world and there is this sort of ingrained institutional sexism that's still out there in the world. I mentioned interruptions. Women are interrupted more frequently. Well, as a man, one of the things you can do is interrupt the interrupter and say, hey, Susan was making a really good point. Let's let Susan finish. Similarly, women... When they're in a minority in the room, generally, if they're not at least 30% in a meeting, they're not heard. Their ideas, you know, they say something and it's crickets. And it isn't until a man repeats it that people hear it and he gets the credit. So men who I've spoken to, you don't have to be a boss for this, will then again say, hey, wait a second, that was Olivia's idea first. Olivia, why don't you elaborate? We'd love to hear more from you. Another thing that men can do is women get penalized for talking about their own achievements, whereas men are rewarded for talking about their achievements for the exact same thing. Joanne Lippman, the author of That's What She Said, What Men Need to Know and Women Need to Tell Them About Working Together. Thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, how to turn a new product, movie, or song into a hit. That story, coming up. Stick around, there's more InfoTrack straight ahead.